lows dropping to the 70s to near 80. Tomorrow afternoon, sunny skies, lower to mid-90s. By Saturday, the edge taking off the heat, but probably getting as hot as low 90s. By afternoon, scattered storms. Tropical Storm Isaiah is headed towards Cuba and eventually towards the Florida Peninsula over the weekend, safely off to our east. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits. For more information, visit cdc.gov. It's a town and it's 400 with you. Uh, turn that around. I can't. Forget it. It's too late. Hi there, everyone. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start the show. New. Tom it, seems reluctant to At the to beginning do that. of everything that you uh, get involved with in your life, there's always something that stops you dead in your tracks and forces you to think to yourself, uh, gee, should I go on another step and do it right? And uh, most of the time you do, really. I mean, a lot of us like to think that that's not the way. But be like me. Hang out with me. Here we are. We're going to uh, join us with a couple other friends here at the food show. This has been looking forward to every day by a lot of people. We have a pretty good run-up of uh, restaurant people who have always enjoyed going to those, but also cooking, wine, the entire range of it. That's our start. The continuance is even easier and even more spread across what we're doing. Mar- Marianne's here. Yeah. That's always important. Yes, yes. Oh, that is important. Yeah, very important <laughs> to hear really, that. It's really, really important. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, usually... Uh-huh. A, yeah. It is, it yeah. really is. Anyway, we are here to talk with you about food, and uh, that is... Um, That's what we're going to do today. We have uh, Richard Hughes coming on at 3.30 to talk about his culinary, because culinary fires up this weekend. And we have Tanya Bouclay from, uh, Du Bouclay from um, Niao's Creole Café. And she'll be on to talk about the Kitchen Queens of New Orleans. What's that last number? Tanya Tanya Du Bouclay. Dubu Clay, Tanya Dubu Clay. All right, we are uh, ready to talk to you about all kinds of things. We've had a really fun show this last couple of days. It's been, uh, I, I haven't even needed my crutch of the almanac, which I've decided it has been a crutch, but I'm going to go back to my crutch. <laughs> I'm going to go back to it today because, um, because I want to. And it is, it's actually, um, it's, it's actually not all that uh, great in Almanac. I've noticed that lately. But, you know, it's good enough and we have fun with it. Um, 
remember the Satchmo Festival? They used to do that. I sure do. I wonder in the what days happened of, to that. Well, that's, that would have started today. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Except good to know. that it's not starting today. And I don't even know if it was last year. I think they did do it last year, but obviously it's, there are no festivals uh, at, late, this, uh, at this time. Well, this is late, late July. Is what it's, okay, uh, well, this is yeah. the end of July. Today, believe it or not, and I find it hard to believe my own self, it is the end of July. Well, Woo! Where does the time in, go? It has been a bizarro year. And, uh, and and it's it's escaping us very quickly. So um, anyway, uh, that is what what would have been happening today if such things were happening today. It was also uh, the weekend for White Linen Night, but that too will not be happening because we're not doing that now. But today is National Scalopini Day. Scalopini. What this is, is Scalopini, Tom? This is scallop uh, Scalopini. Is a very very fine uh, thin pasta, mm-hmm. and there are variations on the theme. It tends to be uh, actually not too many people involved in this. Uh, it might just be a couple of strings going going through the. I think scallopini, Tom, is um, is thin slices of meat. That yeah, uh, yeah that is, yeah. That National Scallopini Day. Yeah. Uh, it is a plural of scallopine. Since you rarely cook just one, uh, they're thin, small slices of meat. Other words for the idea include cutlets, medallions, medallion. So you have that twice. Uh, es- escalopes and um, culos, collops. Yeah, collops. Hmm. Hmm. I guess I guess scallopini comes from collops. The meat most often turned into scallopini is veal, but chicken mm-hmm. is not far behind and gaining in popularity. Pork makes excellent scallopini and other meats can be used as well. Scallopini is classically cooked very quickly in a hot pan with a little butter or olive oil. The juices are browned and, uh, and they, you know what? If something happens to me, technically, it, mm-hmm. it, that's it. That's the end. I can't, I, I can't fix it. So, wait, here we go, here we go. All right. Um, the juices are browned, and bits left in the pan are the beginnings of a wide range of sauces, among which piccata, white wine, lemon, butter, and capers, and marsala, made with fortified wine of the same name, and Parmigiana with tomato sauce are the most popular, but cooks with even a little imagination can deglaze that pan with almost any liquid after the scallopini are cooked and add an almost infinite range of other ingredients. Brilliant dishes emerge with a speed and ease that's almost too great to believe. As simple as scallopini cooking is, a few points are essential. The first is to make sure the meat, other than chicken, is cut across the grain. Yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your favorite on that? Do you have certain kinds of meats or cheeses or seafood or anything that you like to put into this? Well, I'm thinking about the scallopini that I've had. I've not known it as scallopini. I don't eat veal, so I've not had veal scallopini, but you get all kinds of thin slices of meat. Isn't flank steak, wouldn't flank steak be part of that, I would guess? Although it's, it, it's, it's, 
it's so thin itself that when you cut it across the grain, you have what amounts to like an inch of a slice in width. And then you have, you know, maybe three inches in length of the, of the flank steak. So I don't know. I've uh, veal scallopini. What is your favorite sauce for veal scallopini? Impostados. Yeah, is that the lemon cream sauce that they have? Uh, there's uh, if there's cream. Is there crab in there, meat in it? Because I would imagine they would put crab meat in their veal scallopini uh, sauce. I have never noticed that there. Uh huh. What I mainly notice, and this is something I tell everybody who winds up cooking that or anything else along those lines, is to get that pasta as thin as you can possibly make it. And then when you cook it, it's it's like paper. And that adds, just because you have more exposure to the flavory elements Tom, in there. Tom, are you talking about fettuccine? Fettuccine. Okay, I'm talking about scallopini. Scallopini. There is nothing <laughs> in common. We have our inis mixed up. <laughs> there is nothing in... And I, Were you not listening to me, Reed? Huh? Okay, scallopini, Tom. Scallopini, veal scallopini. Yeah. As simple as scallopini cooking so is, a few, people, a few points are essential. It's got to be cut across mm -hmm. the grain. This is especially important for veal. Pre-sliced veal in the supermarket is almost always cut along the grain, Ugh. making for very tough meat. The meat used for scallopini, don't you think butchers should know that? Should leave, uh, should have a uniform texture over a wide area. Round is excellent in that regard and relatively inexpensive. Loins cut from rib racks are pricier but make beautiful scallopini. This is the thing that they have in, uh, in, uh, in the, in, I'm sorry, I, I, there's a, a very present, a really beautiful uh, presentation in. Atlanta, uh, not Atlanta. No, I've done it again. It's the I don't food know show. what you're talking about. Wait, I'm not finished talking about your scallopini. Getting thin scallopini can be accomplished by slicing very thinly or by pounding or by doing both. Finding a good pounder is essential. Your favorite until it fell apart from all the banging was what looked like a stainless steel hockey puck. Oh yeah, what happened to that thing? I used to like that thing too. I haven't seen that in years and years. Anyway, uh, with a handle on one flat face, a chef friend has a heavy, oddly shaped piece of cast iron that looks like foundry scrap. Your mother used an old, heavy, small Coca-Cola bottle. You can season scallopini many ways. I would think that the Coca-Cola bottle could have cracked and shattered it's possible but they're so heavy that you could make it i don't know yeah. well i wouldn't do it it's yeah. uh, certainly you'd ask that would be trouble. a disaster you can season scallopini many ways but the basic method is to mix salt and pepper into flour and dust the scallopini not dot not dredge it just dust it with the mixture in all steps thinking light and cook very briefly just until lightly browned times measured in seconds not minutes Anyway, all right, so that is uh, Scallopini, and we will be back after <laughs> these messages. If you'd like to talk with us, 556-9696. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, 
Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi's Bar and Grill.com. I get misty just holding your hand. All right. Let's go to Alan. We have Alan on the phone. Hey, Alan. Alan, hello Hi. there. Come on in. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank um, you for calling. You know, it, it, it feels a little odd calling before Ron or Meg Waiter. Um, <laughs> usually, uh, it starts off the callers, I think. <laughs> ah, here we go. All right. There you go, Alan. You know what it means to miss New Orleans? Well, I think that you do more than anyone I else do. I've ever known. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Yep, it was great um, finally uh, getting to talk to uh, the uh, the grocery goddess yesterday. Yes, yes. Um, so, first of all, let me let me slip in real quick before we talk about wine uh, and 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 Jews drinking sweet wine. Uh, you know, Tom was right. Folgers Coffee is roasted in New Orleans. Well, in parts of uh, the city. There's, I think there's a roaster in the city proper, but um, there are a couple of locations where they have some plants. But yeah, Folgers is definitely in uh, the New Orleans area. Hmm. I didn't know that. Were, I mean, I knew that when were, Tom said it yesterday, but I did not know it. So get to your Jewish wine and the oh, sweet... You know, because I'm fascinated by that. What What is the origin of that? Okay. And, and, and listen, I invite any uh, any of you Jewish listeners to call, and uh, uh, I challenge them for a different uh, version, uh, you know, or a different story. But the way it was explained to me uh, is this, and, and let, me, let me clarify, you know, Jews come from all over the world. Right. Um, they Jews have been making wine in the Holy Land uh, thousands of years, um, and it's wonderful. I mean, it's uh, you can get some great Israeli wine now. I think probably even at Dornach you could get. Mm -hmm. I, I did get some uh, some wine there. Um, Jews um, of the Middle East. I don't know anything about Manischewitz. Now, when they come mm -hmm. to America. And they mingle with their Ashkenazi friends, their European Jewish friends. Uh, they, that's when they say, oh, my gosh, what, what is it? It tastes like uh, grape juice like, with a little mm -hmm. alcohol in it or something. So during Prohibition, um, Jews made their own wine uh, downstairs in the cellar or in the attic or in the bath, you know, wherever. 
and because for Passover essentially, but it's also a necessity for the Sabbath. It, 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 it's it's actually uh, it's a, it's one of the symbols of of, uh, of Judaism. It's a symbol of joy, and um, Jews uh, drink a little bit of wine on the Sabbath, and um, also of course Passover. You're required to drink four cups. You're required to drink four, what? Four glasses of wine. Oh, why? It's part of the Seder ceremony. There, there are different... Uh, well, what do the four glasses represent? Oh, why four? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, that's a great question. I oh. just know that <laughs> during the Seder, which is the Passover story, it comes uh -huh. up, okay, now we have to even... You dip your little finger in the wine uh, and spill a little bit on the table um, to... Uh, represent the plague, yeah, right. you know, mm -hmm. these all kinds of things that we do. Yeah. So um, even though Jews really don't drink Manischewitz wine anymore, um, it will always be on the table because it's tradition. Mm. And now back, back to how it started, because, yeah, it's terribly sweet. Um, when, you, uh, when the Jews, and that, this includes my, grand, my grandfather, who was actually in New York at the time, he said his wine tasted uh, terrible that he made. So you put sugar in it. Mm. Sugar okay. preserves and kind of speeds up the process okay. to make it ready for Passover. Okay. So it, that's what it, to make it drinkable uh, uh, to uh -huh. the point where you almost can't. <laughs> it was so, yeah, really. Yeah. Okay. Huh. <laughs> so Manischewitz was making, it's, Manischewitz company's been around since so before 1900. Uh, they were making matzah uh, when they first opened, when they first started. But then, after Prohibition, um, they kept that, uh, you know, the, 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 almost as a joke, I think, uh, to, to, to make sweet wine. Mm -hmm. Because that's what, um, yeah, Jews, when they made their own wine, it always came out so sweet. Huh. Um, okay. And again, now, you know... Um, we, it, I don't know too many Jews that, that still actually drink it as a serious wine, you know, on the yeah. Sabbath or, or on Passover. So, yeah, there's, a, there's some great, yeah, great wines in Israel uh, and other places too. Spain, oh, I'm sure. Italy, that, that make a nice kosher wine that's um, not sweet. I'm sure that there are Israeli wines, and I don't have any idea if what I'm saying is fact at all, but it seems logical to me that the Mediterranean climate probably produces the kinds of great wines that, say, California does. You know, it's the same arid kind of climate. So I would imagine that there are Israeli wines that you drink in Israel that you would never get here that are probably pretty great. If you wanted to go do it yourself, you could do it at just about any major wine uh, shop. That yeah, I wonder. Have that on the shelf. No I big wonder. Deal. Yeah. Oh, I, no, it does. Yeah, Trust Israeli me. wines? I bet, yeah, you, yeah, Israeli, I bet oh. you there's some great wines that are Israeli at Dory's Metropolitan. They, they oh, uh, yeah. produce a lot of uh, wine, uh, grapes. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I'm saying it's an arid climate, so I, we would imagine that it's, it's uh, great wines are coming from yeah. there. Yeah, so, that part yeah. of the world is a world for people uh, yeah. from the Holy yeah. Land. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. yep. Tom's right. You can you can you can find at least four or five different bottles now, and even like at, at well, like I, we, what we have here is QFC, but but like um, oh Rouse's, 
you know, uh-huh. kind of equivalent. Yeah, I'm sure it's around. So it's, I know it's a Dornex for sure. I, I'm sure um, that there's a lot of wines uh, from every country. Well, not every country, but a lot of wines that you only drink in that country because the distribution is not, the mechanism is not as good as it could be, or um, maybe the laws about them are different. You know what I mean? But I would imagine yeah. that Israel, yes, is, is a cosmopolitan enough place where um, we can get them. Yeah. Anyway, it is. but I bet they're good wines they because good I've wines. never had one and uh, I would imagine that they are good. Yeah, different gr- kinds of grapes yeah. than we have uh, here and in California and such, although not mm-hmm. dramatically so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, the climate is so similar. Yeah, but you're everything's right. different. Anyway, it's like we, we, we only get a portion of what, we only get a portion of what, uh, you, you have, you have you headsets get. now, you're not wearing oh. them. Yeah, well, you have headsets, they're not working, okay, uh, we just, we keep thinking we get the problem you're, solved, you're, but then we closer. don't, we I don't, think, anyway, I think getting closer, okay, yeah. all right, uh, so, all right, Alan, do you have anything else for us? No, that's it for now, that's it for now, just all right. have a great weekend and i'm looking forward to the rest of the show thanks alan you uh take care bye-bye okay. thank you all right five five six nine six nine six is the number if you would like to talk to us we are here to do that with you oh ron is on the line oh alan you just edged out ron and he's been waiting this whole time hey ron hey good afternoon i certainly enjoyed alan's prize worthy hint hint call <gasps> about wine it's friday it's prize friday. day Yes. Yeah, and he needs a chow number, too. And you know what? Chow number 67 <laughs> is open if he wants it. <laughs> that was a great okay. call, Alan. Start calling back regularly, okay? okay. We, need, we need to hear more from you. <laughs> you know what I was going to do is I was going to kind of marry the scallopini with the wine from Alan's call. Alan's great okay, call. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the easiest way to make scallopini, I find, is with something simple like chicken. And what mm-hmm. I'll do is I'll take the chicken breast, and I'll put the chicken breast on the counter, and I go outside and I grab a brick, and I come inside, and I wrap it in tin foil. Mm-hmm. And when I finish pounding out the chicken, and, I, you know, you can make it as thin as you want, but it doesn't have to be super thin, because all we're doing is we're making it thinner, which means it's going to cook more evenly. A little bit of butter, a little bit of olive oil in the pan, probably medium heat. Just very quickly, just cover the chicken in the... Uh, the seasoned flour with salt and pepper. And then once your butter and olive oil is nice and bubbly, getting kind of hot, in the chicken goes. I'm giving it probably three minutes on each side, maybe four tops. When I pull that out to rest, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in my refrigerator and I'm looking for anything like onion, celery, garlic, or bell pepper. I'm going to cut them up into tiny little pieces, and in they go. And then I'm going to let them sit around there for a couple of minutes, and when the onions start to clear... I'm going to scrape the bottom of the pan, and here comes either white wine, red wine, orange juice, apple juice, anything like that. Put a little bit of that in there, and then maybe some chicken stock if you have it. If you don't, a knob of butter. What the butter is is the butter is the French way of thickening things up without flour, but you've got flour in there also. So obviously what we're going to do is we're just going to do a little reduction, and this is your sauce. And then I've got my chicken resting. I'm going to put that over either mashed potatoes, rice, pasta, any starch that you have. And then I just take that pan and just go right over the top. 
Now, I forgot, I will put a, I will put some fresh green herbs in at the end, and I'll season with salt and pepper, uh, you know, the, the sauce. It sounds good. That's what, that's yeah. like a, they call it brick chicken. Um, well, that that's a little different. I, 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 I can explain that next week because that's something that I do also. But I love the idea of deglazing. When we spoke about, we, we talked about ideas that I have to make people a better home cook. Deglazing your pan is absolutely one of them. The other one is get to know flour because you don't need a lot of it. It's just going to help thicken up that little sauce. And you basically cleaned up your pan at the end of the meal. It's going to be a lot easier to clean now that you've deglazed and gotten all that stuff out of the way. Well, even I, who has never claimed to be a gourmet cook, even I deglaze the pan because why not? You've got all that good stuff in there. It adds to the yeah. flavor for sure. All right, Ron, thank people. you and have a wonderful you weekend. Bet. Thanks. Yeah, nice job. hearing from you. See ya. All right. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Marianne is here. Hi. And we did something that uh, we didn't really take advantage of on Monday, I think. It was. What's that? We went down to the French Quarter, or up to the French Quarter, depending on how you're Yeah, looking. but we, you're getting into a story that we don't really have time for. You want to do it on, uh, when we're oh, done? We have we a, can later. We have wait. a hard break at the bottom of the hour for the Louisiana Radio Network, which will be coming up in about 30 seconds. And oh, this okay. sounds like a story that's a little bit longer than 30 seconds. So I'm going to take the next 30 seconds to say, mm -hmm. if you would like to chat with us, we're here to do that. The phone number is 556 9696 we have at the top of the hour Richard Hughes. Uh, actually, he's not at the top of the hour. Uh, at the top of the hour, we have um, one of the kitchen queens of New Orleans that, uh, in the series for Channel 12. Um, her name is Tanya Dubucle from Niao's Cajun wait, Creole Cafe, and then Richard Hughes at 3.30. We'll be back. Louisiana Radio Network time. LSU head football coach Ed Orgeron reacts to the SEC football season shakeup due to the coronavirus. Kevin Barnhart has the story. The SEC's plan is to switch up the football season from the normal 12-game format to a 10-game format with conference-only opponents. While the situation raises more questions... Whatever comes, we can handle it. Coach O says he welcomes the shakeup announcement. As it means we play football, I think that we're going to probably add two teams from the East. I don't know if they're going to keep the schedule the same or they're going to switch it up or whatever. I heard we start in September 26th. And they'll adapt to whatever hurdles this season presents. Anytime you can play 10 SEC opponents, the best conference in all of football, what a great challenge. I'm Kevin Barnhart. And after three straight days of declines, hospitalizations for COVID-19 have increased today, along with ventilator use. New case counts continue to come in below last week's average of 2,000, though, at 1,800 new COVID cases reported. It's now been clear over two weeks since the mask order was put into place, and it appears to have cut new cases by several hundred a day. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com, I'm Matt Doyle. Are you a Louisiana small business? State Treasurer John Schroeder here. I believe small business is the backbone of Louisiana's economy. If you're struggling to stay afloat during this pandemic, the Louisiana Department of Treasury is here to help with the Main Street Recovery Grant Program. You are not alone, and you can apply for this grant for your business today. You support our workforce, Louisiana, and we support you. The Louisiana Main Street Recovery Grant Program. Support when you need it. Apply now at LouisianaMainStreet.com. If you love Zydeco music, let the good times roll smoke free. If you love winning, let the good times roll smoke free. Rock and roll. If you love karaoke rock but rock sing rock off key, let the good times roll smoke free. 
If you love Louisiana and our distinct way of life, it's time to protect the air it breathes. Whether you're living it up or making a living, people everywhere deserve smoke-free bars and gaming venues. Do your part to support a smoke-free Louisiana. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. indeed. Here we are. More than a deal. <laughs> Hi, it's the Food Show, and uh, Marianne is here. Hi. And, and, uh, and we'd we love are. to hear from you. Yes. That's they, a, we've been missing you, to tell you the truth. And we have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I they've mean, been here, Tom. They've been here. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have, um, I mean, looking forward to talking to Richard Hughes about his culinary menu, which is definitely uh, one of the best out there. It's interesting that they're going ahead with culinary. That makes it seem a little bit sort of normal, and I'm happy about that. And that starts this weekend, so um, great. And I don't know what menus are going to be the best ones. They are uh, plentiful. I mean, I am a little surprised at the number of restaurants that are participating in culinary. It used to be where it was lots and lots and I was thinking maybe there wouldn't be that many this year because it's such a peculiar year, but there appear to be lots and lots yet again. So um, if you go to nomenu.com, that's N-O-M-E-N-U.com, there'll be a link there to the culinary menus and the culinary restaurants participating with the menus that they're offering. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, we were getting to treating that as a major event for this I think year. it is a major event. And uh, now that is... Uh, it we thought it would be getting better, but and then everything happened that happened. But we seem to be recovering from this and uh, going around, getting all the equipment together and knowing where and when to go on these things. It's, yeah. It really is a great event uh, on a level with even the major course. Well, you know, it's, it's, um, I don't know if New Orleans started Restaurant Week because culinary and Restaurant Week. Now, I'd like to know the, the dates of when these things happen, but culinary has been around for as long as I can remember. And Restaurant Weeks that happen in the summer all over the country are one week, and it's a similar sort of thing. And I don't know if Restaurant Week gave the idea to us to do culinary or vice versa. I think it's vice versa. Let's go to, who do we have on the line? Gregory. Gregory. The Gregory? The Gregory. Yeah, just me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Don't get around much anymore. Man, I'm really, man, I hate this show. It's just so good. I just hate it. <laughs> Everybody calls about, Gosh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, everybody calls about such good stuff. Hey, listen, um, Alan's little um, touch on uh, is is really one. I've I've been to the vineyards in there, mostly around Haifa and Tel Aviv, and uh, the grape they grow is uh, originated from the uh, Babylonia, which is now modern day Iran. It's 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 the uh, Shiraz, which we know in France as Syrah or Petite Syrah, and it grows quite well in California and especially southern Australia. And it can be very, very sweet, um, but most people like it. A lot of the Israeli wines I've had weren't weren't all that sweet. Uh, a lot of their ceremonial wines are, and and there's a good reason for that. It's just for because they like the youngsters to 
enjoy the fruit of the grape. Some Old Testament stuff about that. But it's fascinating. The wine growers in Israel are very passionate, and not a lot of it makes it to the United States. And you can find it here. Mm-hmm. Well, Dugnik has a few labels, but uh, it's it's hardly ever exported. Uh, the um, the uh, the uh, the uh, Israeli population just uh, just loves it, so not a lot of it gets out, and 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 the production's not that big. Shiraz is a red grape, isn't it? It's a yeah. red wine. Yeah, huh? It is. It is. Like it is. everything it else. If you had to liken it to some black. other red wine, what would it be? Um, if what? In, uh, you had Pinot. to liken Syrah to one other kind of red wine. Pinot what would Noir. it be? Pinot. Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. Okay. Okay, that's what I was going to guess. And they do cultivate it there, but the um, Shiraz or the Syrah grape just it just it it proliferates in that arid climate, and and of course they have those breezes from the Mediterranean. I don't know if you've ever been to Haifa or Tel Aviv. It's a beautiful area. I think you guys have been there on one of your cruises, haven't you? No, Uh, I can't remember. Some did, and some didn't. Okay. Uh, well, I know you guys been to the Holy Land. I thought anyway. I, I just I couldn't remember. Same story. I mean, yeah. I used to listen. One to of these days, I'm going to get over there. Well, you really should. You uh, really should. I know. It's, I really should. It's a it's a wonderful thing and uh, I mean, a place thing. I mean, a place and people are just incredible and they really love Americans. Um, another thing about scallopini. One of my favorite dishes is a version of scallopini. I like veal piccata, and you know, you dust it with a little flour, but and the olive oil and lemon juice and capers, because I love capers. Tom, love I know it. You love oh, capers. capers, and they could go Ooh. right naturally in there. It's oh. just, it's, it's basically a little veal thing, but a nice thing. But just with the addition of lemon juice and butter and uh, capers and uh, chicken, um, chicken, um, marsala is like a scallopini, but it's just done with the marsala wine, mushrooms, and butter. And, um, I've seen capers in it, but I prefer not to put capers in a chicken myself. Oh, really? I, I like love capers. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, me, oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And these are all scallopines. I think scallopini is some kind of Italian term for just to to pound it out, uh, make it thin, you mm-hmm. know, uh, skinny, skinny. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, – hey, does um, Chef Andrea even know where you guys are? Because I don't hear from him much on the show anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he I does t- know where we are i was tempted to do it yesterday but it just could we couldn't make it to, uh pull it together but uh i think if he had something uh going on uh we would, would have indeed you. yeah he'd you'd know, you. you'd know all about it i don't, I don't well, know uh what the story is on that but i uh, we'll see him i understand Tom. but one of the highlights of your old program i mean your previous programming was um is <laughs> when that crazy chef would call in he was a lot of fun uh, <laughs> Yeah, good, well, that's good true. guy. Good guy. Yeah, oh, but, you know everything is uh, everything is a two-sided Upside thing. Down. There were also people who said, you know, that they didn't like it. So, it, it, oh, however, what? it turned out was how it turned out. So we did well, tell him we were moving, and um, and well. it, it, he's he stuck with the old place. Well, and and the only reason why I brought him up is because I. I uh, do care an awful lot about him. He's a, he's a, he's a very good friend. But if there's one thing he can do, he puts out a hell of a veal scallopini and he puts out a, a you know, uh, a chicken marsala that I, I think it's up there with, and so does Filippo's, by the way. I forgot about Filippo's. They do it well, too, and especially with the veal. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing from Richard Hughes, big fan, old friend, too. Um, he's coming on soon, huh? But 
Hello? He is at 3.30. At, at 3.30. Well, I'm going to certainly look forward to that. But anyway. Yes, it um, will be, it, it will be a different, it, completely different um, viewpoints. There's Niao's Creole Cafe and then Richard Hughes. So um, well, two completely that different. Too, the yeah. just keeps building and building and building. It gets more and more interesting, like it's always been. But it's, uh, anyway. I hate this show. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Thank you, Gregory. Go Always. Come on, kids. Have a good right. weekend. Bye-bye. 556-9696 is the number. We are hearing from all of the regulars today. That doesn't mean that you can't call. It's you not can't. a club that you have to have entrance to. It is an open invitation to everyone to give us a call and talk about food because that's what we do we talk about food and who doesn't love food especially in these times you need food to comfort you at least i do anyway and i've, <laughs> I've been indulging a little too much in food to comfort me that is for darn sure i need to do the uh, the keto like don the gourmet neighbor but that didn't last long apparently Today is also uh, Jump for Jelly Beans Day, Tom. I don't know Hot what day that day. means. And well, Cotton Candy to, Day. You to, uh, to curve them. And National Raspberry Cake Day. And um, we, this is the end of uh, Lasagna Awareness Month, of Hot Dog Month, and um, National Culinary Arts Month. Oh, Baked Bean Month also. Wow. Big, been a big month for food. Yeah, it feels good. And we that particular event uh, is so interesting and has gotten so good. Uh, and now to this. Hot dog, hot dog Month? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Tom, um, do you like cotton candy? I don't know that I've cotton, ever actually asked you if cotton, you like cotton candy. Candy, no. Uh, Which what? is kind of shocking because you love sweet. And cotton candy seems like it would be right up your alley where you put it in your mouth and it melts into just plain old sugar. Um, no, I'm not really a sugar. You know, um, uh, I mean, maybe more than a lot of people, but it's. Uh... Cotton candy is a. Um, well, I, I don't understand cotton candy at all because i'm not into things that are really really sweet and i am fascinated by the process of making cotton candy and i've always enjoyed watching cotton candy be made but cotton candy has gone gourmet it really has you will see cotton candy i don't go generally speaking to fairs and festivals where you definitely do see it, but you also see cotton candy in really gourmet restaurants. The first time I saw cotton candy used that way was in Georgia at the Reynolds Plantation Ritz-Carlton, where I also first had boiled peanut hummus. And I Cajun boiled peanut hummus, which was good. I was a little surprised I had to try it just because I was curious about it. But that was really, really good. It was an appetizer. But they, they 
they had a steakhouse there on the property and um, every check came with cotton candy. So well, when they brought the check, they brought you pink cotton candy. Yeah, that, that has happened now and then. Well, you see, it at, you see it at Merrill for birthdays. If it's your birthday, you get a fantastic exploding candle, which we had our grandchildren at Merrill when one came through the dining room and our, our three-year-old grandson, his jaw dropped and he was so riveted he followed it across the room and it was pretty pretty wild and that's the first time i've ever seen a candle like that but it was uh it was dazzling and it dazzled him and everyone else in the dining room but they also bring you pink cotton candy there if it's your birthday and so 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 cotton candy's kind of gone, gone gourmet well this is one from quite a, a bit ago uh, Ella Brennan, mm -hmm. who is the queen of uh, was, yeah. was mm -hmm. anymore, uh, she uh, had this idea with one of her cooks that there, something could be uh, figured out with cat and candy. Mm -hmm. So they built a, a special uh, place upstairs on the third floor of Brennan's on Royal Street. Wait, Brennan's? Brennan's oh, so this on goes Royal back Street. a long, long way. It is a it's pretty like good before the split, the, the Brennan split. Before the okay, split, okay. Yeah. And they went up there and they started doing this because they what, thought... What, cotton candy? Yeah. Uh -huh. And they, they thought it didn't look like it was anything. So, uh, you know, if we have a mess with it, it's not going to matter. Uh-huh. So they went up there and it was this fantastic mess, she told me, that just filled the room. And uh, they looked at one another Ugh. and said, we will never do this again. Yeah. You Can you imagine <laughs> having to clean up a big mess of cotton candy? All uh, right. We will be back. We have All some right. messages for you. Five five six nine six nine six. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato, a delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. Chef Ron's Gumbo Stop is a great little place on Causeway right by the interstate. With a neighborhood feel to it, you'll find some delicious gumbo here. Chicken andouille gumbo, seafood gumbo, and the house specialty mumbo gumbo, which is a combination of both. Great fried chicken poor boys, and other local specialties. Ron says, I cook it like your mama would, and he does. 11 to 9 every day but Sunday and Monday, 2309 North Causeway, 835-2022. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. 
Yes, they are not. Involtini, Tom, is your edible dictionary word of the day. And it has involtini. to involtini yeah. and it has to do with scallopini, but an involtini is a rolled thing. Mm -hmm. I don't like rolled things, especially yeah. if it's rolled meats. I, I, I think or I'm, even worse, rolled fish. I know a lot of people who feel like that. Yeah, yeah, I really, really do feel that way. Uh, involtini are the slices, scallopini, of veal or pork wrapped around a stuffing seared in a pan with olive oil and served with a light sauce. The contents of the stuffing vary but m almost always include breadcrumbs and some chopped meat, typically ham or prosciutto. An involtini, that's the, an involtino, that's the singular form, which is less often used, is very similar to brasciola. Is it brasciola? Okay, brasciola. Brasciolini is the kind of the... What's the difference in brasciola or brasciolini? You know, I've been thinking about that since we learned that that was going to be on the show today. Brasciolone. And, and it is not Brasciolone. brushed against me. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know the answer. It's a that. regional variation with involtini being made in northern Italy, usually mm -hmm. with light sauces made with olive oil or reduced stock and brasciolone or brajola. Brajola. In the south with the red south. sauces. Yes, yes. Brajola. Yeah. All right. Who's got brajola? Uh, nobody I know. Okay, is this the thing wrapped around the hard-boiled egg? Oh, so... Ugh. Oh, well, you see that all through Europe, everywhere Brasilona. you go. Well, that's not exactly... That's... I can't tell what's what. Uh, but one of them is served here in Sicilian Italian restaurants, and it is um, a hard-boiled egg and all the other things that you just mentioned inside the meat. And then it's served with a red sauce usually. And people like it. I mean, I don't, I don't understand it, but people like it. You like it, don't you, Tom? Like oh, the, yeah, yeah. The hard-boiled egg around the meat? Not the, the hard-boiled uh, board of it. I, I don't hard know what Hard-boiled egg? Get. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's very traditional. Well, okay, eat one. And it probably goes back to... Uh, harder times when you wanted to beef up the meat with some other protein, the egg, but it's lost on me. I don't, I don't understand it. You know what this also reminds me of? Um, oh, porchetta. Brack, oh, porchetta. Porchetta. Yeah, that's. Uh, porchetta is the same thing. It sounds like. Uh, Only the exactly. difference is it's pork instead of of beef. Yeah. And it's much, much larger. A porchetta is much larger than a brasciola or brasciolini or whatever it is that you want to call. Uh, we should call actually now that um, now that Gregory has mentioned him, we should call Chef Andre and ask him to explain the difference. If anyone knows the difference between, if you have an Italian restaurant, and would like to call us, we'd love to hear from you. Brasciola, brasciola, brasciolini. What else is there? I think they're all the same thing. Anyway, I don't understand involtinis. I don't like uh, meat being rolled. Uh, there's involtini of um, eggplant too, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I see that a lot in Voltini of eggplant, where you roll the eggplant around what? The same old stuff? The, the same kind of thing. The breadcrumbs and the cheese and all that? Yeah, it's, it's rare that they do the same place two days in a row. But That's, involtini of eggplant is not usually... When I see involtini of eggplant, I see eggplant that isn't breadcrumbed, that is sort of a gray color... And really, I don't think it's very appealing at all. When you see involtini of eggplant, is it then deep fried? Uh, not really. I mean, yeah. they do things that are kind of in that direction, but that's uh, yeah. they would take some offense at that. Do you like involtini of eggplants? It's is it what's it called? It's called mezza. Um, I, 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 this is something I wanted to talk see. about today, and, and I'm going to have to look it up. The, the Italian name for eggplant in Voltini. It's mezza something because yeah. that is, um, that's the word for eggplant, I think, in, in Italian. That's, that's about how I feel. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, 556-9696 is the number. If you would like to talk to us, as you can see, we're just not doing much of anything but blathering on about food, which is, you know, that's what we do. Now, it's called, there's a name for it that's Italian, and uh, I'm going to have to search that at the top of the hour, but um, it's eggplant in Voltini is what, is what they call you know what it. what I here. ought to buy? These actually don't look that bad, but I've seen them on, I've seen them on uh, menus, and, and they, they don't look that good. Or actually, I've seen them in restaurants after they've been ordered and brought to the table, and I don't. I don't understand the appeal of them because they just sort of an mm. eggplant is kind of well gray is the only word yeah that's which is one not way of saying very it. appealing to me you know when I I was talking about eggplant lasagna yesterday and that I used to make it with um, with a lot of red sauce and a lot of cheese and that it was good then because you keep the you keep the um, skin on it and the skin is not gray it's pretty it's a purple and um the gray is on the inside so if you have the skin on it it somehow or another makes it look a little bit better but i do like uh i do like fried eggplant sometimes we had some good fried eggplant at uh bistro byron's the other day this is the first time i've had fried eggplant in a in a really long time i mean it's not something i would ordinarily order Tom, your deaf dining rule is about scallopini. It's number 810. When a restaurant menu includes more than three variations on veal scallopini, it's just mixing and matching sauces and toppings to make it seem more various than it really is. Yes, I, I, don't, I don't understand the whole idea of rolled Oh, well, veal. everything is, gets mysterious but once porchetta. in a while on the other hand, is is a fascinating thing. Mm -hmm. I continue to be fascinated by that. Uh, your words to eat by today are, I think, um, wise. 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 Yes, they are Jeff Smith, who I believe, Jeff Smith, is he one of the um, Cook's Illustrated people, or was he just on his own? I think he might have mm -hmm. been on his own. But he's one of the guys from maybe the 80s or 90s. And I can picture him right now, but he said, omit and substitute. That's how recipes should be written. Please don't ever get so hung up 
unpublished recipes that you forget that you can omit and substitute. Mm -hmm. I do that all the time. I always uh, alter recipes even if I'm following a recipe. For me, following a recipe means that it's just a general sketch. Speaking of recipes and cookbooks, uh, still looking for someone to guess how many cookbooks are on the shelf here at the Fitzmorris household. I had a general idea and then I counted them one day and I was about 11 books off. So you will win something if you would like to take a stab at how many cookbooks are on the shelf. This is going to be an ongoing thing uh, that I, I'd like to eventually get somebody to guess that. We forgot to mention that we went to Bistro Orleans last night and had yeah, the I, seafood I, boat. I have that on, on the, in the computer right now. On the list of it's, things that we're going to talk about. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of late to up. start it now because we only have a few minutes, but... Um, we went to Bistro Orleans last night, and we we had a seafood boat, which we will talk about. But the char-grilled oysters were really, Very really good. interesting. Different kinds of yes. uh, flavors uh, that you could have yes, gotten. Yes, they I, were. They were really yeah. good. Mm -hmm. They uh, they came in a presentation that I've not seen anyplace else. They came on a uh, wood board with a cast iron um, grill in set set in, not set into it but um the the yeah i guess it was because it would have slid off if it wasn't set in there but they are they are char grilled on the cast iron grill and the whole thing is brought to you which is an interesting presentation that i have not before seen and uh it comes to you almost like fajitas where they come through the dining room and, and the smoke follows the person carrying them and it wafts through the dining room. And then it's put in front of you with a little whole loaf of toasted garlic bread, which is really good. Mm -hmm. And they're delicious. They're, yeah, they're the, delicious. And the, the striking part of it is that uh, what we would have called, say, 20 years ago, just a loaf of bread. Uh -huh. meaning square it off and yeah. look more like the uh, your uh, sandwich bread yeah it's like a sandwich bread except it's not like a, a poor boy at all there's nothing <gasps> in, oh yeah you're so you're talking about the oyster boat so, I mean the boat yeah. and you you just you cook all of this and then you fling <laughs> it in like, there wow hmm? it's massive it's it's really big yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's big, it's big. all right. Uh, but and the waitress told us a funny story, which we'll have to repeat when we get uh, when we get back from the top of the hour news. But I wasn't finished on the char grilled oysters. They do a um, pancetta and pepper jack version, which I thought was really good. And then they have a parmesan garlic and butter version, the standard one. Mm -hmm. And when you order them together. They just sort of pile them and stack them, and it's uh, it's a nice presentation. I really yeah. liked it, and I like the oysters a lot. Something different. Yeah, it was yeah. good. There's a lot of stuff on that menu. Oh, there always it's is. It's one of those things Oops, where you you look at the menu and you go, oh, gosh, I'm overwhelmed because I want to get this, I want to get this, and this, and this, and this. And people, if you are looking for uh, fried chicken livers, they serve chicken livers with a pepper jelly there. Mm, and uh, that's, that's not my thing. I would not be getting chicken livers, but there are people who really do love fried chicken livers. 
and um, and there's not many people that do them. I know that Porter and Luke does them, and they have a, a nice pile of them that they bring to the table with um, with pepper jelly also. But um, a lot of good stuff to eat out there. Anyway, yeah. so we'll finish talking about the boat when we come back after the top of the hour. Right but um, I have much more to do. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff on the menu there, and we had a little difficulty trying to decide what to get. Yeah, but we'll get it. We had to go get the oyster boat because we were talking about that last week. Oh, we got Anyway, it. top of the hour news right now from the Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back to talk with you some more after that. Thank you. Want to hear more than just the same sports topics about the same sports teams? Then tune in to All Season Long with me, Sean Ross, Thursdays at 1 p.m. right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. White House COVID-19 Task Force is appearing in front of that committee. Republican Congressman from Ohio, Jim Jordan, with a question for Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci, do protests increase the spread of the virus? Uh, I think I can make a general statement well, half a million protesters on June 6th alone, yeah. I'm just asking, that number of no. people, does yeah. it increase the spread of the virus? Cra- crowding together, particularly when you're not wearing a mask, contributes to the spread of the virus. President Trump on his way to Florida, leaving the White House a short time ago. The president saying he's looking into banning the social media app TikTok, which is out of China. There's a lot of privacy concerns regarding that app. You're listening to USA Radio News. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart throb and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. With the report on how our money was coming and going in June, Here's USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes. Americans' personal income falling a little more than expected in June, but personal spending took a slightly bigger jump than analysts had predicted. Personal income fell by 1.1% last month when experts had forecast a three-tenths of a percent drop. Meanwhile, personal spending increased 5.6% when the analysts were expecting a 5.3% rise. People spent the most money on clothing and shoes, health care, and food services. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows says the Trump administration has made four different offers to extend unemployment benefits and eviction protection to Democrats, but they've all been rejected. Meadows also adding that Democrats left town without making any counteroffers to their proposals as well. You're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. 
Or better yet, try a power walk in your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. President Trump is set to announce a merit-based immigration action plan based on the Supreme Court's ruling regarding DACA earlier this month. In his just over three and a half years in office, President Trump has had a few wins and a few losses in court regarding immigration. John Yu is a professor of law at the University of California, Berkeley. He says immigration is an issue, though, that should be realistically bipartisan. You know, we can have arguments about what's the right number of people to let into the country and what criteria we should choose. Again, this is another example where the left, I think, goes too far. They say things like, oh, borders themselves are immoral, or it's wrong or illegal or even unconstitutional for law enforcement to try to enforce the immigration laws. Evening skies tonight be mostly fair. We're back to partly cloudy, mostly sunny afternoon. Friday, it's going to be a hot afternoon tomorrow. The overnight, lows drop into the 70s to near 80. Tomorrow afternoon, sunny skies, lower to mid-90s. By Saturday, the edge taken off the heat, but probably getting as hot as low 90s. By afternoon, scattered storms. Tropical Storm Isai is headed towards Cuba and eventually towards the Florida Peninsula over the weekend. Safely off to our east, Ralph Sanji, WGSO. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. It's the food show. And here we are back again, second time today. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> you uh, seem shocked, Tom. Uh, shocked? Yeah, you seem Marianne shocked. Marianne is here. That we are back for the Does second hour. Well, no, we're a little paddle. Like, we're a family here. Uh, all, I mean, you and all the all yeah, people who come uh-huh. and hang with us and True. and then think about where we're going to go to eat tonight or what we had tonight. or you know, All this is, uh, I get a big, big kick out of it. Yes. Uh, but not everybody is the same. Yes, I know. You do get a big, big kick out of it. I'm, I'm watching the neighbor's dogs. Yeah. And, um, and, I mean, I'm not watching them. I am letting them in and out. And so I dropped off some food for her. And she and I have a great um, relationship. It is that whenever I don't want to eat any more food, I drop it off at her house and she eats it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so it's, that it hits works the out real spot, well because it? this is our job to eat and eat and eat and eat. Anyway, back to what we're eating. Um, so we went to Mr. Orleans last night, and we had the seafood boat. There were so many things on the menu that I wanted. They had this creamy crab sauce that I wanted to try, but you can only eat so much. So it was only the two of us. So we had the char-grilled oysters, and instead of getting six like we normally do, we got 12 because we had to try two different kinds. So then we had 12 oysters. This is the second time this week that we've had 12 oysters because we had to try two different kinds. I mean, we don't have to, but we want to. So um, we got the seafood boat, which I hadn't, I'd seen it, you know, many years ago, but they have, it's like the only place that I can think of that has it. So they have the, um, they have the shrimp, they have the oyster, they have the um, fish, and then they have a combo of two. 
So if you really want it to be like a seafood platter and have the three, that you can do that, but it's an upcharge. So we did that. And um, it's massive. And we, I was talking to the waitress, and she said, now the way they do the shrimp there is they don't, they fry them, but there's no tail on them. So they, they take the tail off. So it's just a fried shrimp that you can eat without, you can eat it with impunity. So this is a massive thing. Like if you could pick, picture in your mind a loaf of white bread, a large loaf of white bread. And yeah. it's sliced, not the way it's normally sliced, Top but it's, it's sliced across. And so you have like, you know, it's separated and, you know, it's probably two or three inches where the cap part of it is the top. And so it comes to the table as a loaf of bread with all of the seafood piled in there. And then the top is on it and it's buttery and garlicky and, and toasted and it's really great. Which, which you do with great delight. Yeah, it's great. The delight I do. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, it comes out and it, it's, it's massive. And so I was talking to the waitress about it and she said, there's a guy, that, I, I said, who can eat all of this? I mean, this is, you need six people to eat this. And she said, you know, we have a guy who comes in here. <laughs> I almost don't need to have, hear this finished. And, and he, he picks every up day. the whole thing <laughs> like a hamburger, and he eats the whole thing just wow. like a poor boy. And I, I just almost fell off the chair because, I mean, it's massive. This thing is so huge. And I said, is he just really, like, super large? And she goes, no, he's skinny. I, I was just like, wow. I mean, that's the kind of person that you could look at and go, I can't believe he eats that. But but she said he does and with some regularity too so go figure wow is all i can say to that but we did have a delicious seafood boat if you are still wondering about the seafood boat you have to go to bistro orleans to see it because that is where you will find it and it was good mm -hmm. so we uh that but that was just a massive pile of food so much so that you didn't get your bread pudding which you normally do get i didn't but we were uh and i would have gotten it because they have great desserts there even by the standards like of, a long list of them too a long list and all yeah. of it is fairly light in terms of you know heaviness uh -huh. and lightness. yeah uh it's got a, an aggressive uh aggressive no no it's very it's very uh what's the words i'm listening for Anyway, it's it's wonderful. Assertive. Uh, like, no. uh, and where were we after that? You're talking about the bread pudding the and bread all, the, pudding. all the desserts there. Yeah. They had like six of them. And uh, it's unusual. But you can't eat everything in sight, and that's what it, I know. That's the problem. You go there, and right? there's like four or five pages of menu, and everything. You go, oh, I'm going to get that, and then three three things down. You go, oh, well, now I have to get that, and then you wind up just getting overwhelmed by it all. We do have gift cards, uh, by the way. We have, um, I think, five $50 gift cards to Bistro Arlene. So if you call mm. us and you tell us something really interesting, uh, we would love to give that to you. So, I mean, not all of them, of course, but one $50 gift card will get you pretty far there. So anyway, Bistro Arlene's, that's where we had dinner last night. Oh, wonderful. So we're going to be, uh, it's going to be a big we eating weekend. Thing. Wow, a big eating weekend. It's been a big weekend, yes. Yeah, and it's going to be a big eating weekend. We have a big dinner tonight, and then tomorrow we are heading out of town again. Oh. And, um, yeah. 
and we will be eating somewhere on the Gulf Coast tomorrow. Oh, so, no kidding. Yeah, because we're liking doing that. It's a nice little nobody trip. In, nobody invited me. Oh, really, Tom? <laughs> Maybe they haven't called me yet. That's... Uh, I don't have to invite you, Tom. We're 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 soldered at the hip now. You're my mother's mom. Yeah, after thirty-two years, you're, we're soldered at the hip. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you would like to talk to us, we are here to do that with you, and would love to do that with you actually, because there's all kinds of fun stuff to talk about when you're talking about food, especially mm-hmm. here uh, where the world revolves around food to us. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I just said. That's what I just said. It's a massive menu, and it's all really good sounding stuff. And so you want to get Chicken, you want to get stuff. You know, yeah, thing. I know a crab sauce was Lots looking really fish. good to me last night. Mm-hmm. Today in uh, 1921, Tom, it rained frogs in Connecticut. Well, I'd like to have seen that. Huh? It rained frogs. Now that I would not have missed. And according to Whoa. you, it wasn't the only time it rained frogs. Apparently, a big enough storm can sweep frog eggs and frogs themselves from trees into the sky to fall down much later and very far away. Huh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that sounds almost fake. But anyway, um, I, I believe you because you find these obscure things and it's true. You know, um, in 1986, uh, I went on a um, yeah, I went on a road trip. Wow! With and, uh, two of my siblings, no, I would have been like, oh, you used to like to go to two road trip. or yeah. something like that. <laughs> in your dreams, Tommy. In yeah. your dreams. Anyway, so we were driving because I mean the West is a really big neighborhood. You know, you say something is in the neighborhood in the West. When I lived at the Grand Canyon for about a year and a half, um, we used to go to Phoenix just for something to do, mm-hmm. and we would leave at like six in the morning. Did you like it, Phoenix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very different now than it was. It's very different there. So back in that time, you know, Flagstaff was a small town. I haven't been to Flagstaff in 35, 40 years. And, um, and Phoenix was a much different place as well. But, but I, uh, we would we'd go shopping down in Phoenix because there, you know, there wasn't very much up at the Grand Canyon. And so if you wanted to go like actually retail shopping, you would drive down to Phoenix. So we'd leave at 6 in the morning. We'd get there at 10. We'd shop and then we'd leave at six in the evening, get back at 10 at night. And you would have a temperature of like, you know, a hundred some odd degrees in the middle of the day. And then you'd get back at night and it was cold up in the mountains again. So um, I used to joke that, you know, such and such is in the neighborhood out west. And then many years later, I went on this road trip and we drove through the neighborhood, I call it. And we would drive like all night. And so Two of us were supposed to be sleeping, and one of us was supposed to be awake driving. But and I know I, I this is I have a very good guardian angel, so mm-hmm. um, so I think I fell asleep at the wheel on this highway at about two or three in the morning, and woke up to frogs everywhere. And I don't know if it was if it was a dream or what, but there were just 
frogs everywhere. And this mm. was, I think, in Colorado or maybe Wyoming or someplace. But it was, uh, fortunately, there was no one else on the road because you can, I guess you can fall asleep. Mm -hmm. We're going to, should we take a, a, the caller, Ron? I mean, uh, yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and take the break. We'll come back to the caller. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We'll be right back. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now, this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's, 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? Yes, indeed. We are back. 5569696, and we have Tanya Dubuclay on the phone. Is that how you say your name? Yeah, Dubuclay. Uh -huh. Hey. And she's from Niao's Creole Cafe. So, hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? We're doing good. You're one of the kitchen queens, huh? Uh huh. Oh, I would like to think so. <laughs> uh -huh. So, Tanya is on the show, the Channel 12 show called Kitchen Queens of New Orleans, mm. which is airing, your segment is airing this weekend. Is that right? Like tomorrow, huh? Oh, that's great. It, it, oh, so you didn't know that? I didn't know it was tomorrow. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I think it airs tomorrow. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to look that up in my uh, in my email and uh, and say it later. But anyway, so you cook from your grandmother's recipes at Niels? From from my grandmother and my mother. Yeah. Uh huh. And you're going to be on this segment cooking what? What's your specialty? Uh, crab ball. Crab a, a crab boil. A crab a crab ball. B a l l. Oh, ball. Okay. All right. And so what is that, like a, a crab stuffing? It, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, um... It's, 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 go ahead. Yeah, it's with uh, Creole seasonings, and it's just a process that you go through, through to take the soft uh, stuffing, like you would call it a dressing, to make it uh, hard, and then uh, go through the finishing process to uh, deep-fried and... Uh, uh, in oil. 
And then you serve it with what, like a remoulade sauce? Exactly, with a remoulade sauce. Mm -hmm. So did you grow up cooking alongside your grandmother? Uh, pretty Well, yeah, pretty much. My grandmother used to let me uh, play in the kitchen. Um, I, I thought I was baking biscuits. She would just give me a bowl with some water and some flour, and I would just actually make a mess. But <laughs> when my mother would complain about it, uh, my grandmother would always say, leave her alone. She thinks she's cooking. Let her cook. Uh-huh. And so you were, you were very young at that age, I guess. So not oh, young yeah. enough that you didn't know that you weren't cooking. Okay. So when did you exactly. actually start cooking? When did you, um, I, were you, were you with your grandmother or mother at that time when you actually started cooking? With, with my grandmother and my mother, but really started cooking when, uh, my mother, uh, had my little brother. Uh, she was bedridden uh, for uh, for several months and wasn't able to uh, to cook or actually take care of my little brother. So um, I started actually cooking then. How old were you then? I was 13. Oh, gosh. Mm. Wow. Wow. You're Young. my hero. Ooh. I mean, really. I'm yeah. not uh, kidding. Yeah. Very, very different uh. things that I would cook. Uh, my mother uh, would, uh, would talk me through, uh, you uh -huh. know, certain things and... Yeah, as I got older, I just perfected oh certain things. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. So, how how old is Niao's Cafe? Because it's been around for a while, hasn't it? Oh yeah, the location that we had on on the Anvil, we've been there approximately uh, eleven years. Uh, oh my goodness. Pri okay. Yeah. Prior to that, we were in uh, Gentilly uh, from uh, nineteen ninety five to. Uh, to 2005 with uh, with Katrina, and then uh, like everybody else had to uh, you, you know just regroup and just reinvent ourselves, you know. Mm -hmm. But the, the recipes never did change. The only thing that changed was the location. I didn't realize that that location on Bienville has been there for 11 years. Oh, it goes all the way yes. to the cemeteries. <gasps> wow! Yeah. River to the river. Yeah. To the end. Yeah. We, so what? We what are some of the other water? things? What are some of the other things that you have on the menu? What are some of the best-selling things in Niao's? Oh, I would have to say the gumbo. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty much one of the number one uh, sellers. Uh, our, uh, our pasta. Mm -hmm. uh, our uh, cornbread dressing. And our, uh, I would say dessert-wise, the, uh, the bread pudding. Of course, bread pudding is the yeah, is the hometown favorite. So, does your brother come to eat at the restaurant a lot? Oh, every chance he gets. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. Familiar he, things. He's for pretty him. much. He's pretty much familiar with everything that I cook because mm -hmm. he had a taste of it when he was coming up. Yep, that's right. He, so you practice on him, and he's uh, he's there to validate you by coming to the restaurant. I'm glad. So things are going well for you then at Niao's. Things are things are just great. It, 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 it really is. Uh, it really is a blessing. It really you, is. Are you hanging in there pretty well with all this crazy stuff that's going on? Even with the crazy stuff that's uh, that's going on, because our customers very much understand that you know the the mask requirements, and uh, when they come in, that you know they have to wear their masks, and they'll sit down, and when they fully serve, they remove their masks, and we haven't had a problem, uh, you know, enforcing mm -hmm. those uh, those particular safety measures. Are you doing a lot of takeout? Uh, we were. We were doing mm -hmm. uh, until we moved into the, the uh, 
the second phase, but we were doing over 300 takeouts a day. Oh, we were doing, fantastic. Uh, yeah. So you're back to yeah, not we doing takeout. You're just doing the in, in dining. Oh, no, we're doing both. You're still doing it. Okay. Because I can't yeah. imagine having to give that up because you're only at 50% in, in, you know, in the restaurant. Uh, so that's, that's uh, good. It, it, exactly. But our customers yeah. are, are very, very loyal. Good. And, um, well, I'll tell you what. People have been incredibly supportive of the restaurants and have been, you know, it, it's like a, an important mission for them to keep supporting the restaurants. I think everyone has done that. Thank God. And, you know? and they do. They do a great yeah. job of it. They yeah. really do. All right. So tell us about Kitchen Queens. When did you first get approached to do Kitchen Queens? And uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, the behind the scenes there. Uh, well, behind the scenes, it, it's, it's pretty much what I do on, on, on a regular basis. It's just, yeah. It's just more, you know, open to, uh, to certain people at that time. Um, and as far as being approached, I would say maybe uh, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, about the end you, of last year. About the, I would say the end of last year. Yeah. Uh huh. So, so you um, you have had the restaurant though. If you've been eleven years on Bienville, and how long did you have it in Gentilly? So you've been around for a long time. Oh God, I was twenty four. <gasps> oh, oh wow! When uh, we opened in uh, in Gentilly, and I'm only say I'm fifty something right now. I'm going to tell you this but yeah. 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 <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So who else is on the episode that you're on? I think it's like three of you, right? Each episode, there are three of you? Yes, three of us. And, and who are the other two? Uh, I know my, um, my, uh, my son, uh, definitely. I'm not sure as to... Uh, it's it's out of uh, two people, and we we're still deciding on the third person. Oh, I see. Okay. Now, is your son working with you in the restaurant? My son is with me every day. As a matter of fact, right now, my son, because we have a restaurant also in Houston. My son is in Houston right now. We oh my goodness. Today. Yeah. Okay. And is it a, is it a Niaos also? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Huh. And how long have you had the one in Houston? Uh, the one in Houston. I would say what well, it's been about. Uh, uh, it'll be two years uh, in November. And where Ironically is it? Enough, it is. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to give you a, a location that everybody was pretty much. Is it downtown? As a is it? Fact, it's downtown. It's not that far from the Galleria. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's on Westheimer. It's, it's an exact. It's it's uh-huh. on. Um, it's also uh, it's also Westheimer. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That's a nice area. Okay. So um, really you said, is. ironically, and I interrupted you. I'm sorry. I said, how long you at the okay. restaurant? You said two years. Ironically, what were you going to say? Yeah. All of the restaurants, ironically, open up in November. Oh. Um, <laughs> we, uh, when we opened uh, in uh, 95, that opened in November. When we opened uh, uh, out here on uh, the Enville, that was, uh, that was November. Uh, Houston opened in November, and uh, right now we're building a restaurant uh, next to Neos called Neos XL uh, that will probably open in November as well. So November's <laughs> been very lucky for us. Well, there you go. Now, are you talking about uh, one next to the one in New Orleans or the one next to the one in Houston? The one next to the one in New Orleans. They, okay. It's under construction right now. Okay. Yeah. And what's that one going to be? 
that one, that particular uh, menu is it's a it's a, an upgrade menu. Mm-hmm. Um, everything will be uh, pretty much served uh, just like this, uh, the name uh, indicates, XL. Uh, mm-hmm. There will be larger portions of, uh, mm-hmm. of things. And the menu is totally different than the menu we have at, uh, at Neo's. We're doing different things at, uh, at XL. And what kind of things are you going to be doing? Of it. Uh, we're going to do uh, a, shrimp, a shrimp bread. That's something we don't have on uh, our regular uh, mm-hmm. menu. We're also doing uh, uh, potato soup. We do our potato soup on our catering menu from uh, from time to time. I see. Uh, we're also doing. Um, we're thinking about doing uh, something with the uh, with the uh, with the macaroni that's going to put a, a twist on the uh, on the uh, on the macaroni. Uh, okay. We, we gotta are, go back to macaroni. Is this like a mac and cheese? Yes. Okay. Yes. Tell me about your mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. Oh, okay. Uh, our mac Tom and hates cheese it. is uh, <laughs> is is made with uh, with Velveeta with, with a lot a lot of cheese. Uh-huh. Um, what kind of pasta? Use, what kind of what? Pasta. What kind of pasta? Macaroni. Is it like elbow uh, macaroni or? We uh, we do we do it two ways. The, on the caterer menu, we'll use uh, the elbow macaroni at uh-huh. the, our, our restaurant, and we've been doing it this way since uh, '95. We do it, believe it or not, with spaghetti. We just okay. uh, break the spaghetti up a, a lot smaller than it would if you were to serve the spaghetti with uh, uh, meatball and spaghetti. I love but, uh, spaghetti mac and cheese. Uh, I love well, that. I, well, you you love it. It's one of our best sellers as far as the appetizer. I'm sure. So. Well, everybody loves mac and cheese, Tom. It. Tom does not like mac and cheese. He calls it kid food, but I say there's a lot of kids out there because it's on everybody's menu. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. yeah. We all yeah. kids definitely. Okay, so we're gonna um, we're going to uh, promote when this is. It's tomorrow sometime, and I'll look it up and I'll I'll uh, talk about it being on. But um, we're gonna we have a hard break now, so we have to let you go. But thank you so much for coming on, and uh, good luck with the series and the XL restaurant and the one in Houston. Is it doing well? The one is is, is doing great. It, good, it, it really is. Good, and, and I know I, it's I fun to you work your with time. your kids. Yeah. All right. Take care. Thank you very much, Tanya. Thank you. Thank you. You take care also. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. That was Tanya Dubuclay from Niao's Creole Cafe. And I'm looking forward to the one next door. Yeah. Yeah. Niao's. Okay. We'll be back. uh, Bottom of the hour news time. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorington. Governor Edwards tells Louisiana residents not to expect major changes with the Phase 2 coronavirus guidelines as he expects to extend the mask mandate and bar closure order next week. Edwards also pointed out this week that Louisiana ranks number one for per capita cases and that we need to understand the mask mandate is part of the new normal. Uh, I just think people need to be prepared uh, to continue with that. And, And by the way, it remains a very small price to pay to protect the health um, of of our neighbors, our loved ones. Twitter has banned the account of former Klan leader and state lawmaker David Duke for violating the platform's rules on hate speech. The official release from Twitter about the ban says Duke has been permanently suspended for repeated violations of the Twitter rules on hateful conduct. Tyler Bridges, author of The Rise and Fall of David Duke, says Duke frequently posted comments about Jews. It's not the kind of David Duke comments that we saw during his heyday 30 years ago where he spoke in code and really focused on racial issues. LRN. Are you a Louisiana small business? State Treasurer John Schroeder here. 
I believe small business is the backbone of Louisiana's economy. If you're struggling to stay afloat during this pandemic, the Louisiana Department of Treasury is here to help. With the Main Street Recovery Grant Program, you are not alone and you can apply for this grant for your business today. You support our workforce, Louisiana, and we support you. The Louisiana Main Street Recovery Grant Program. Support when you need it. Apply now at louisianamainstreet.com. This is Trace Atkins for Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. You know your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gives you access to the best insurance on the planet, but it can also save you hundreds when you buy a car. On vacation, your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gets you discounts on hotels and rental cars, and it makes you part of a group that's 143,000 families strong. So go to LAFarmBureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office to become a member. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Bistro Orleans, it's back with its familiar classic New Orleans cuisine in a casual setting serving only Louisiana oysters and always wild-caught Des Almonds catfish. And the seafood boat, Carnival Time Lounge, has happy hour Wednesday through Friday. Bistro Orleans is open daily for a lunch at 11, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Bistro Orleans, 3216 West Esplanade in Metairie, 304 one four six nine. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I do too. Do, 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 yeah. do, 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 do. Five, five, Boy, six. we saved our guests, didn't we? Yeah. By going into that. Five five six nine six nine six. If you want to talk to us, we are going to be talking to Richard Hughes next, who is going to be here to talk about culinary, which starts this weekend. Tanya Dubuclay of Niao's Creole Cafe. It will be on the Kitchen Queens of New Orleans show, which will air tomorrow on WYES at 10 a.m. That's 10 a.m. Kitchen Queens of New Orleans. They have all the recipes uh, on the website at kitchenqueensofneworleans.org slash recipes. You said we have a caller or a Richard? Tom. Imagine okay, that. Let's, let's After go to Tom. After my namesake. Yep. Uh, well, let's find yeah. out what's the, uh, this is Tom Fitzmaurice with the food show. And okay. here's somebody giving yeah. us a little Tom. more food. Hey, Tom. Hey. Yeah, well, I'm old enough to know when uh, you, Tom, had uh, had the uh, different numbers for the uh, people. And I had one, but that was about, oh, maybe 30 years ago. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> yep. Everybody Don't get us started seems to on remember. child numbers, which have had three rounds. So yours must yeah. be the first round of child numbers. <laughs> but uh, what I wanted to uh, try to uh, get is uh, one of those fifty dollars gift certificates, and I want to tell you a quick little story about uh, um, my companion and I. Uh, you know, with all of this virus, one night I said, "Look, we're going to do a, a date night. We're going to do okay. it. We're going to dress date up. Night? We're going to go." Date night, yeah, we're going to coat and tie, and you're going to wear a nice dress, and then we're going to go pick up the food and have a date night. So mm-hmm. I went over to um, Vincent's in Metairie, because we, we love his food over there. I think she had the uh, uh, crab meat on the, uh, on the veal parmesan, and I, I went with the regular pa- veal parmesan. But the thing about it is, I said, that, yeah, when I placed here, I said, hey, Vincent's a couple of breadsticks. And guess mm-hmm. what? When I... When I got back, I had a whole box, not just two or three or four wrapped in foil. He put a whole box of breadsticks in there. Well, that's that nice. was just that was just marvelous. 
It really you, was. So, do you like those breadsticks? Oh well, I mean, uh, I, I like them, and 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 she had enough to put in a little uh, uh, thing that they were always out and about if you walk through to her apartment and whatnot. So it mm -hmm. was. Uh, it, we we did eat them all up eventually. Uh huh. But he gave um, us a whole a whole box. I think I think those are interesting breadsticks. I'm not a big fan of breadsticks, but uh, I think that Vincent's is uh, it's different to see that you don't really see it too much anymore. But anyway, um, okay. So look, what you need to do is you need to um, hang not hang up. Just when we stop talking, you hang on, and then Henry will take your email address, and then we will get together on sending you that. Um, the $50 gift card for Bistro Orleans. Have you been to well, Bistro Orleans? Much. Have you been to Bistro uh, Orleans? Yes, yes. Uh, it's, been, it's been over a year, though. I it's think, been over well, a year. Yeah. But well, they, uh, we've uh, eaten there, yes. Okay. And we've okay. enjoyed it immensely. Good. Okay. Well, we will definitely send you that. He was very generous to give those to us and uh, wants us to give them away. So you have the first one. Now, before you go, um, I don't, so I don't know what number, child number you had, but let me ask you to take a guess of the number of cookbooks that are on the shelf here at the Fitzmorris house. <laughs> well, in a roundabout way, it, it has to number in the hundred. So I would say 250. 250? 250. 250. Okay. That's a pretty good guess. That's not correct, but it's a pretty good guess. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to see what you what you thought before. I mean, it would make you work a little bit harder for your gift card. I, I, I understand. Okay. I understand. <laughs> All right. So don't could, hang could up. Tell, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, sure it's, I'm, I'm sure the number probably has to be higher. Well, we have a lot of cookbooks that aren't all on that shelf. But uh, it's actually not higher; it's lower in the kitchen. Uh, okay. But um, it's between two hundred and two hundred fifty. I will say that. Uh, so, what were you going to okay. say? You were going to ask me another question. What was it? No, no. I was just going to okay. say. I was just going to say that uh, uh, you know it, uh, I knew it had to be in the hundreds. That, that's what yeah. I, I just took a guess. It is definitely, yes, it is. We have hundreds of cookbooks, yes. All right, and some of them that are really, really um, a, 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 a broad interpretation of cookbook, let, you know, like a ask, mac and cheese cookbook, a walnut uh, cookbook. A, a, a question, uh, you, you, you asked me something and a question popped into my mind just now. Uh, Fire there, away. There was, a cookbook, there was a cookbook put out by the SPCA uh, years ago that had all the, like the restaurants back then. Uh, and I don't know whether he has that one or not. Like well, all the old restaurants, Gautreaux's, I mean, you, you, you go back, you know, Masson's and a lot of those restaurants had, had their, uh, different, uh, uh, uh recipes in there. Hmm. I don't know if you I know, saw that there, one. there are, uh, there's one, uh, cookbook that fits that pretty well. Uh, it, it was actually the uh, power company when it was still AT and no, Entergy. Entergy. No, this was before Entergy. Mm. Well, same Nopsy. 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 Yeah. Same, same yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, they uh, said uh, that they were going to take all of these little recipes that they had collected uh, collected over the years. If you ever used to go to the uh, a didn't they used to have them on some they kind did. of? Uh, didn't they it send them in book. the bill? They sent them in the bill, and they said in like, the building. Why not? Okay. Yes. Okay. 
and you could uh, also get it online. And you can still get it online still now as if I were not here. Okay, so let me go back and ask you this. Yeah. I think that when they sent the bill, they probably sent a recipe in it, right? That, that's it. Or if you dropped it off. And then they it, were compiled after they, that. That's okay. exactly right. I see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Tom, you have definitely yep. earned your $50 gift card. So, <laughs> oh, um, boy. so don't hang Goody. up. Henry's going to get your email. We'll be in touch. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you Thank very you. much. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Yeah, you really can get all of those recipes that all of those people over the years uh, were giving away mostly in the uh, power company. I, I cannot, why, I've lived my Nopsy? whole life. Huh? Nopsy. Nopsy. Mm -hmm. There's Nopsy. a hotel after it Nopsy, now. Right. Nopsy, right, yeah. Nopsy, Nopsy Hotel. Mm -hmm. Nopsy, and public right. service Good. is the restaurant. That's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, no kidding, if you go to dig around in their website, and you can have this book. It's about that thick, and you get it's something thick, like really? five hundred wow. oh, recipes. Really? Yeah, I'm oh exaggerating, goodness. but it's it, it's pretty substantial. Huh? And uh, you'll, it'll blow your mind, really. Wow! And they're still there, different, but still there. Entergy now, Entergy, and the, I think right. Entergy puts out one as well. They may well still be doing it. Entergy it might be the book. same book. Yes. But it's worth looking into if you've mm -hmm. never seen it. It's in the, right in the hotel now. There are a lot of interesting um, cookbooks like that. Let's see. There's the Junior League. They have one. That's famous. That's um, a good book. Let's see. Entergy. Who else put out a cookbook? There were a lot of cookbooks. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and the recipes in them were so different than what it takes to do a cookbook now. And the look of them, it was always, um, you know, there's the River Road cookbook, you know, just a little, I mean, these were, these were in the days when it was just about the recipes and, and not about, and not about, um, you know, glamour or anything like that. Yep. Speaking of glamour. Glamour? Yes, Richard Hughes. We have Hughes. some glamour? Yeah, we have Richard Hughes in the house. Richard Hughes is here? Yes. You're kidding me. <laughs> hey, it Richard. doesn't get a whole lot good, uh, but that's one of them. How are you, Richard? I'm good. That's quite an intro. I don't think I deserved any of that. <laughs> we're, uh, no, you do. We're terribly sorry about whatever that was. You here. do. Uh, Richard, um, you're doing your culinary. We're we have um, we have a, a break coming up, so we're going to do like a quick little intro with you, and then come back to really talk, you know, talk to you after that. But uh, all is well. Everything's good. You know, the French Quarter is not really. Uh, I would say it's hopping, dead. But, uh, <laughs> but we're doing, it's dead. We're Let's doing, be real. We're doing okay, and oh, good. We're, Okay. We're happy the culinary starting. Uh, we're starting tonight, one day early, and uh -huh. uh, it's going to get to the I think the middle of September. So we're pretty excited about that. Oh gosh, this is such great news! Uh, in the, the last year or thereabouts, uh, what is this? They're not doing this. How can you go on with the rest of your life without that? coming in from uh, well they're doing culinary which is nice because they haven't done mean. a lot of anything else so i'm glad they're doing culinary and there's I a lot of people doing it they did it but I'm, me too I'm, yeah me too. i encourage them as much as i could you know well you, you think, succeeded I think, about, I think about half the restaurants that normally participate are participating so that's not too bad i think there's over 50 restaurants yeah yeah there's still a lot of them that are doing it i was surprised we had the the website and the the newsletter came out and it said you know here's who's doing culinary and i just kept 
you know, scrolling through, there's a, there's a lot of them doing it. Mm -hmm. so, Thank goodness. But yours was always the best and is still the best. So you're here to talk a little bit about your, uh, about your menu. But you know what, Richard, we're going to stop now and take a break and then come back and have a longer chat about your menu. Okay? Okay. All right. We'll be back with mm -hmm. Richard Hughes, owner of the Pelican Club. Annadell's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadell's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. Parish Coffee is a small-batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to ParishCoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to Parish. There's a new restaurant in the Warehouse District offering the fresh and fun flavors of the Caribbean and delicious tastes of New Orleans. Nola K features the best of both regions with dishes like tuna ceviche, red curry shrimp, freshly shucked oysters, cumin spice strip steak, and desserts like caramel flan, tres leches, and key lime pie. And signature cocktails like the Bloody Jerk using their house-made mix. Nola K, 898 Barone at St. Joseph, nolak.com. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And we'll take some of Richard's culinary, which is a big one, a big menu. Always has a big menu for culinary, much more so than anyone else, and a really great one. And here it comes. So, Richard, what are you doing differently on your culinary because of everything that's going on? Anything really dramatic? Well, you know, we get rid of our regular menu, and the only menu we have is our culinary menu. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you can get each dish a la carte if that's what you want, but you really get the good deal if you get the three-course. But anyway, I've kind of looked at my menus from the last 12 years. I think that's how long the culinary has been going on. And I really tried to pick some of the highlights of those menus, and I threw in a couple of new things. And uh, okay. that's it. So well, let's hear about it. Well, some, uh, some of there's, their, there's some really great creative stuff on there. And also, uh, a lot of people uh, know that it is a great thing to go over to uh, to the restaurant and uh, and get what maybe you didn't know was there at all before. And here is what I think is one of the best restaurants in the entire city, and ready to go with the New Orleans. I've always said that. I've You've always, always said, said that. that. Yep. And. Um, but but there's some good signatures on there too. So you kept right. the signatures. Uh, thanks, Tom, for that for that. But when I was a child, we used to go to the Jin's Chinese restaurant on Kantai, and they had an almond duck or an almond chicken. And I I found a few recipes through uh, magazines that were from the 70s, mm. and I recreated the menu as crispy almond chicken. So that's on the menu. And another new dish is a 12-ounce honey glaze and roasted prime pork chop. And everybody says that's the most tender pork chop they've ever had. And it comes with a spicy mustard sauce 
and uh, sauteed snow peas, sweet potatoes. That's a new one. And we also have a Thai Massaman shrimp curry. Also, oh, I know you've had curry. that. That's good. We've had that a couple of times. Yeah. And we tried to mm-hmm. offer a lot of, of course, everybody wants uh, no gluten. They want vegetarian. They want vegan. So we have several choices throughout the menu to cover those things. And, so uh, you have you have your you have your your regular signatures. I know, don't you? You have like your um, the 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 what is it? We have the, the cup- Asian clay pot shrimp, the crab cakes, mm-hmm. the Korean ribs, our baked oysters, tuna pokey, the rabbit. Talk about. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. The 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 ravigot in the martini, the seafood. Except we're not serving it on a martini. We're serving it on a bed of lettuce and a half of avocado. And oh, okay, that seems to be working out really well. The grilled. Well, that's that's classic summer. You know, that's great for summer. Um, So, Richard, are you doing the are you doing the the Asian fish that you do? We have a whole crispy fish. You do have the whole crispy fish. Okay. Uh, we're all also right. doing our lobster. We brought back the lobster for the first time since all this started. Uh-huh. Uh, Good. So I think we have all the bases covered, you know, all the favorites from our regular I, menu. I, I do believe you have that that great uh, oyster, grilled yeah. oyster. Yeah. And uh, just wanted to make sure because we, we have a list we're making of that, and uh, that one would be pretty darn close to the top of the hat. Yeah. And... Uh, Terrific piece it, of work. It's always good. It's very, very creative. You have a very large menu for culinary where most people have, you know, two or three choices. You have what, like seven or eight appetizers and as many One, entrees? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We have eleven appetizers. Uh-huh. And and at least that and many eight, entrees, huh? Eight entrees. Yeah, Lisa. and then you have like three or four different desserts too, right? We have five, four desserts. Okay, now you have it set up where you have the basic culinary price, but then if you get something like a lobster, there's a something upcharge on it, right? There's an so, upcharge. All the okay. appetizers, there's no upcharge, and okay. there's upcharges, small upcharges on the whole fish, the mm-hmm. turf and turf, and the lobster. Yeah. Okay. But and then there's also a lot of them that don't have any upcharge, and that's what is the price on it? No upcharge. What, what's the price? No upcharge. Yeah. Right. What's the price on on the culinary? Thirty nine dollars. Thirty nine. I mean, that's just a steal. Richard, do you know if the culinary spawned Restaurant Week around the country, or did Restaurant Week around the country spawn culinary? I think your second version was probably what happened. You think? Because okay. They've had restaurant week in New York for a long time. Oh, they have. Okay. Okay. Well, it's a great uh, idea. You know. It is a great idea for the summertime when you know people, yeah. all the restaurants save up during the busy season. They get them through the summertime. Well, that didn't really work out too well this year, but because um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all been summertime, it's been summertime since March. You know, exactly. it's. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I gotta, and I, let me tell you all a couple of things just to make sure that you all know. The Montleon Garage is closing down for lack of business. So uh. we will partially validate at the Solaris Garage, which is over on Iberville between, uh, between Royal and Bourbon. 
Okay. And that's good to we know. We will be open seven days a week, five to nine. And we have really upgraded our outside seating with a lot of plants and umbrellas and everything. So hopefully good. it's not too hot and people can take advantage of that. Good. Do you have more tables out there? We have about four or five tables. Uh-huh. That's good. Okay. And things are things are going okay? Well, we took off two weeks and went to Wisconsin on vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, we got back a couple of days ago, and we've been so gearing ready up to, to go. start going out. Yeah. We're ready we to were in go. the quarter the other day, and it was just so quiet. I mean, it's just, it's it's eerie. It's almost eerily quiet. So I hope culinary does jolt people into going out. Uh, you know, well, we have crossed. over 100 reservations tomorrow oh, night, so it looks like it's going to be pretty well. Fantastic. Yeah. I told okay. you that these guys are good. That's fantastic. I'm glad but to you hear know, that. The, the problem is, with all this going on, we can only seat at 50%. So yeah. That's yeah. kind of like the maximum amount of covers we can do. And yeah. historically, historically, culinary has been our second, second busiest month of the year for August. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, that's because you have the outstanding menu. I mean, you really do. It's like if you... You look at the culinary menus in general, and it's only like three choices, and you go, well, I don't really feel like eating that. But in your case, it's, you know, you've got a lot of choices, so it's it's the yeah, menu. I never understood you know? why more people didn't do it like ours. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, but good for you that you do, because, you know, it makes you stand out even more. So, not that you didn't already, but it does make you stand out even more. Anyway, Richard, thank you. We will see you maybe next Friday ourselves. We'll uh, We'll let you know. Let me know. Is Friday a bad day because you've got so many other reservations? Or when, are, are you open? You said you're open seven days. So maybe we won't go Friday. We'll go another day. Friday's Let perfect. You, okay. All right. Take care and thank you very okay. much for calling. All right. Nice we'll talking talk, to y'all. Right, same here. Bye-bye. Thank you, Richard. Richard Hughes from the Pelican Club, the home of the great spectacular culinary menu. Starting tonight there. Starting tonight. Fantastic. He always does a bigger menu and starts a little bit early and stays a little bit later. Their culinary usually runs through September when most other culinaries end at the end of August. So I forgot to ask him if he was going to go through September. I'm sure that he will. Good stuff on that menu as always. That is a great restaurant. Henry, have you been to Pelican Club? Is Henry there? I don't know. I can't. I can't really tell. It's like I have the, I have the headset, and I'm thinking it's all working, and then, <laughs> and then I don't hear it. So anyway, okay. If uh, Henry has been to, uh, I can't imagine that he's been to Pelican Club, but Henry, if you're listening, put that one on your list too. And if you're not listening, I guess I'll check and see that we're even being heard because sometimes that's not always the case. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you would like to talk to us and we are on the air, then please give us a call. We would love to talk to you. It is going to be wonderful, I hope, for the restaurants to get some more people in there. It was kind of sad when we went into the French Quarter the other night, and that makes me sad because it's Usually slow during the summer, but this um, is evidence everywhere of what is going on. Cannot believe it is the end of July, and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going by quickly. This is a very peculiar year, 
but at least it's going by quickly. We didn't get a chance to talk today, Tom, about your um, vintage piece for the day. My vintage? Yes, because what? in the New Orleans menu, we have, uh, which is now a bi, no, a, wait, is it bi-weekly? No, semi-weekly. It's a semi-weekly publication. Uh, and we, uh, we had the vintage piece is Peking, the Peking today. And usually, you know, I would like to talk a little bit longer about ones that I'm familiar with, which in this case, the Peking I am, because I remember that the Peking ended not long after I entered the picture in your life. But you had had many dining experiences at the Peking in New Orleans East before I ever arrived on the scene. Do you remember the Peking? No. Kenny? <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> the Peking restaurant, Tom, with the great shrimp toast. The Peking. You're sit you we are broadcasting from a dining room table that was a gift from Kenny. And you have no recollection of that. I don't remember. Is, uh -huh. <clears throat> was this out in New Orleans East? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, then the I Peking. do. Well, then I do remember yes, that. Yes, I can't believe yeah, you're drawing he, a blank on that. The guy who owned that. It was that, really a good restaurant that you loved. It was uh, a guy and his wife mm -hmm. who did it as a family thing. But uh, during the next years, they would keep it going uh, very well because, A, they knew that they were doing, they were good cooks. They were good, good food. It was a good restaurant. I it liked it. It was a good restaurant. Yeah. It was in a lot of a, people liked it. It was in a K&B uh, part of a little a draw, uh, a section. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> go ahead. And uh, you could just go over there, you know, but it was very Chinese. He did a lot of different kinds of Chinese things with a lot of vari variations, too. Uh, but uh, uh, he, uh, after a he while, quit. it became so popular. Yeah, and he, he, well, then he, he went to another restaurant. No, he didn't. He did uh, a dry cleaner. Uh, well, what he wound up doing was a, a, a place about two... Uh, two people away from the radio station because he was in a, a skyscraper. I don't uh, think script. so, Tom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was, the, that was a dry cleaner. I'll give you the address, 55115. But the, it was a dry cleaner. You know, okay. I, I, if anyone, you know, wonders about uh, this country being the land of opportunity, these um, immigrants who come from other countries, uh, it's, it's really, really something to watch how they have a strong sense of family and they build their, in some cases, empires, you know, starting off very small. And, and they are just making a living. They don't need the big glamour thing going. They just make a living and they make a great living. Like Kenny was here, his family, yeah. they all live together. They work together. They uh, did the Peking, which was an outstanding Peking duck. Uh, that was, yeah, it was an outstanding Chinese restaurant. Nobody would even try to do <laughs> yeah, that, it was but he outstanding. did. And then all of a sudden, he said, "Okay, I'm done with this." And then he uh, he closed the restaurant, and then did a dry cleaner. And it was just another phase of their 
way to make a living and sustain their family. And it was kind of fun to watch. But anyway, it's a, it's a, the Peking. It's too bad because it was a really good restaurant. Yeah. We miss it. Yeah. So, All right. This is the time where we say, hey, if you missed any of the show, um, please catch it on podcast where you can go to nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U. And uh, there's the podcast. And we have all the shows on podcast. And um, you can tell your you can tell your friends about it. Please share the show with your friends because, you know, it's a great little respite from the 22 hours of COVID out there. So they might like to know about it as well. That's nomenu.com. We have a great Instagram at the New Orleans menu. You can sign up for the newsletter through the website. It comes out twice a week. We'd love to have you do that. It's a totally different thing from the website. All kinds of information on that. We have uh, Emmy the Story Lady. If your kids or grandkids are bored, I do a reading on Anchor and Spotify. And Tim McNally's coming up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. And that's it for the weekend and the month. We'll see you on Monday. Good night. The best place for cutting-edge news and talk about southeastern Louisiana is the John Mason Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, broadcasting live from the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. President Trump speaking at the White House, sharing his thoughts on mail-in ballots. The president continues. They had a race, a small race, by comparison. By comparison, tiny. It's so messed up, they have no idea there are ballots missing. Thousands and thousands of ballots are missing. They think they're going to send hundreds of millions of ballots all over the United States and it's going to come out. President Trump referring to a congressional race in New York City there. Democrats have rejected four different offers to extend enhanced federal unemployment benefits amid the coronavirus pandemic. But Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is saying it's Republicans who don't understand the gravity of the situation. You're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I have a very busy podiatric practice, and usually I would find at lunchtime I kind of got a slump in terms of energy. But since I've been taking the balance of nature, I don't get that slump anymore. I've got a lot of the energy throughout the whole day with the balance of nature. I don't get cold. I don't get sick. And most importantly, I tell my patients, what you need to do is get your immune system up. And by terms of taking your fruits and vegetables, eating correctly, that's the best way to get that immune system up. So all in all, you guys just keep doing what you're doing. It's a wonderful product. And I really feel that people would benefit from taking this product. Very happy with it. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos is continuing to say kids should return to the classroom. She says students need to be with their teachers and fellow students. Florida is continuing to work on a plan to get their schools reopened safely. Republican Governor of Florida Ron DeSantis saying, What's clear to me is that I think parents want to have the ability to control their kids' destiny and uh, have a meaningful choice. And so for me, if parents believe that the distance learning is the way to go, if they're not comfortable uh, in a face-to-face environment for their kid, uh, then I think they have that right. The search is continuing for eight missing Marines off the coast of Southern California after a deadly training accident. One Marine was killed and eight went missing when officials say an amphibious assault vehicle reported taking on water last night near San Clemente Island. 
All of the Marines are assigned to the 15th Marine Expeditionary Camp at Camp Pendleton. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I Ralph Brennan's Ralph's at the Park continues to create memorable dishes from talented chef Chip Flanagan and an inspired owner. Every dinner is discounted, as are the wines from an award-winning list. Order before 4 p.m. Wednesday through Sunday. Pick up at the curb. Take home a classic New Orleans dining experience. Check out the website with current menu at ralphsonthepark.com, 504-488-1000. Ralph's on the Park, 900 City Park Avenue in Mid-City. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from...